the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope. Today, I want you to go to Hebrews 11. We're going to dive right into dynamic faith, dynamic faith, dynamic faith, not just faith, dynamic faith. Look at 11 and 1, says Hebrews 11 and 1. For those watching online, get your Bibles. All right, look what it says here. Now faith is the assurance. Now I want you to underline that word assurance. If you don't have that in your translation, just write the word assurance. Faith is the assurance, and that word means this, the confirmation. It's the confirmation. Faith is the confirmation. It's the title deed. Anybody in here own a house? That means you got a title. And that deed says it's yours. I don't care who knocks on your door and tells you that it's not. It's yours. The title to your car. I don't care who tells you that's not your car. It's yours. And because you have the title, you know what can happen? If the car gets stolen, because you are the title owner, you have the right to report it stolen. And any payout because of the damage comes to the title owner. Not to just anybody. Friend of mine called me this morning and he said this. He says, he said, man, good news. I said, oh, he actually texted me. Good news. I said, oh, what's the good news? He says, my car got hit. (laughs) Parked on the street. It got hit. I was like, oh, wow. Now, most people would have texted me going, Pastor, I can't make it. My car got hit. But he texted me, said, good news. My car got hit. I said, how is that good news? He said, new paint job. Hey. When you have the title, you have the right to the payout. Somebody really is going to catch that in a minute. Because faith gives you the right because you have assurance in the payer. See, see, the reason why, see, the reason why church is not out right now is because we're still learning how to have a relationship with God. He's still sort of foreign to us. But no, no, no. I want you to get to a place where you know God and God is for you. Oh, my God. If you got to just stay in Romans 8 for just a moment and just look at it now, therefore, now, therefore, there is no condemnation to those that are in God, that are in Christ Jesus, that walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. You've been given a title deed. You've been given a promise. You've been given some assurances, living that assurance so that when the enemy tries to creep in and tell you a lie, you can tell the devil, devil, you are a liar the reason why we are believing a whole bunch of junk 
We heard that earlier. Reason why we're shaken, the reason why we're disappointed is because we don't have a strong enough relationship to know what God says supersedes what anybody says. You ain't got to like me, God likes me. You ain't got to love me, God loves me. You can tell me all kind of junk, but guess what? I am who God says I am. I am who God says I am. Ooh, you ain't just coming against me. You coming against the God of the universe. You're not just lying on me. You lying on the God of the universe. Ooh, why? Because I'm doing what he called me to do. So look what he says here. Now faith is the confirmation of the things things somebody say things all right we hope for now the, the now now when you look at that word hope underline it if you don't have that in your translation write it look at look what it says here hope that means this the divinely purposed things god has spoken i'm not hoping for something john told me i'm not hoping for something catalina told me My hope is in nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. So when Jesus said it is finished, he was declaring that everything that God divinely, somebody say divinely. Divinely. Look, everything he divinely purposed is sealed in the amen. So you know what we're doing, Cleo? We're searching for the things that he's purposed. I want to come in alignment with asking for what he's purposed. Because if he's purposed, it is already done. I spend too much of my time, Jeremy, asking for stuff that God has divinely purposed. And I wonder why I'm waiting. (laughs) I know the song says wait on the Lord, but let's wait on what's divinely purposed. And let's stop waiting on junk. You ever been sitting at a restaurant, your favorite one? I want you to imagine your favorite one real quick. And you know you ordered it because you ate it three or four times and you know your stomach. Man, I, when I pull up, I don't play. My stomach is already in agreement with me. <laughs> that we's about to eat. I sit down and, and, and listen, with expectancy. I was at Texas Roadhouse the other day and man, I sat down and she brought the rolls. I said, Jesus is Lord. (laughs) I sat down and they came over. They was like, here's your menu. I said, I already know what I want. See, when you know, when you're in relationship, you already know what you want. I said, I already know what I want. I already know. She, what, what do you want? I want the T-bone. What you want on top of it? How'd you know? <laughs> you want some mushrooms or uh, onions? Say just mushrooms. What vegetable you want? I already know. Good. Give me that. Give me this. And give me that. What else do you want? I think I'm good. And then I sat there. Ah, what expectancy. Because I knew what I ordered is coming. I knew every time the waitress came around the corner, I was looking to see if that was my plate. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not sitting there doubting I'm going to get it. I'm not sitting there wondering if I'm going to get it. I'm sitting there waiting to get it. 
Oh, let, let me say that again. Let me say that again. See, we just sang the song, they that wait on the Lord. But listen, I wasn't sitting there wondering if I was going to get it. I wasn't sitting there. Uh, I wonder if they forgot me. I, every time she came around that corner, I was like, is that my play? Is that my play? And that's how God wants us with him. <laughs> say this. Say, I'm a child of God. <laughs> see, some of y'all that see, see. See, we didn't gone through so much in life that we don't even know the love of God is real because people have let us down too much. People have hurt us too much. The horizontal love that we have got, people have promised, I'll never leave you. You are the world to me. And then turn around and break your heart. I'll give you the sun, the moon. You knew they were lying right there. They don't even have that to give. After seven was lying, you know, don't receive it. All right. Oh, see, that's my wedding song. Amen. All right. So I want you to know this, though, the God you serve, the God that is over all things has called you and I his own. No, let me say that again. (laughs) He's called you and I, but Pastor Tim, you don't know what I've done. He's called you his own. Pastor Tim, I'm still dealing with that, but he's called you his own. I still struggle, but he's called you his own. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. He's not waiting for you to come through it. He's declared it over you while you're in it. Man, the children of Israel found out that worship in the wilderness prepared them for worship in the promised land. What God has spoken over you right now is to get you through so you know how to praise him in the, in the promise, all right? So what we're hoping for is what's divinely given. Peter said this, all things that pertain to life and holiness and godliness has already been given To you and I. Well, where's it at? Find out. Where's it at, Pastor Tim? In him. I can't have it unless I'm in him. (laughs) So God has done it purposely where the closer you get with Christ, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He that opens the door, hears and opens the door. I will come in and reveal what's been given. I don't want to go through life and miss out on what's been given. So I need to open the door and say yes to the Lord. All right. All right. Faith is the confirmation of the things that have been divinely given and the proof of things we do not see. I don't have to see it, but I know it's coming. Say that I know it's coming. coming. Come on. say I know it's coming. coming. Come on. say I know it's coming. And the conviction of their reality, the conviction, not only do I know it's coming, you can't convince me of anything different. Not only do I know it's coming, you can't move me. One day I went to pick up my son. He's going to spend the whole summer with me. I went to pick him up at this. It was his last day of school and he went to this after school program and I went and grabbed him. He didn't know I was there. He was on a swing. He didn't have a worry in the world because I told him I was coming to get him. When I got to the park room and Natasha was with me, I think Eric was with me and we got off and 
And I was standing behind him watching him swing, and he was just so confident. He was having fun. that when I showed up, though, I stood behind him and watched him swing. And then one of his friends said, <laughs> he was so confident I was coming that he just continued to be David. He wasn't pacing around. He wasn't wondering. He had so much confidence in the promise. Oh. He wasn't walking around biting his nails. He wasn't asking the teacher, Is, did my dad call? Did my dad call? Did my dad? He had so much confidence I was coming that he just started enjoying the, the playground until I got there. His friend said, ah. he looked around. He jumped off of the swing, ran over and hugged me. Because he knew for the whole summer he was going to be with me. He grabbed me, hugged me. I said, you ready to go? I said, yeah. I said, man, let's go. And he said these words. I'll never forget it. And this was when he was like seven or eight. He's 15 now. He said this. He says, I'm so happy right now. I can't stop smiling. He knew I was coming, and when the reality, the reality of the promise was realized, his smile that he couldn't stop smiling about was his praise. And you know what it did to me? It made me feel like a whoop. Man, I was walking to my car like, yeah. Man, if they, no, I want y'all to see this because they didn't ask. They didn't ask. But if they would have asked me for anything, if they would have asked me for $300 worth of McDonald's, I would have went and got it. That's how good of a father I felt at that moment because the praise of my son put me in a place where I said, I just want to give you whatever you want right now. Thank God they didn't ask for it. To me. They could ask me for a bike. They could ask me for some new clothes. They could ask me for whatever they wanted. And I was such in a place of, of appreciating the praise. I would have gave it to them. We got to know as children of God that God enjoys our praise to the point where the reality of the promise becomes exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even imagine because he said, I just like how you praise me in that one. I like how you gave me the praise in that one. Woo. Woo. You know what? You praise me so hard when they offered you the $12 hour job. You praise me so hard. Let me shoot that up to 22. Let, 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 let me, let me promote you in three months, which is unnormal. It's not normal. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me make you the director. Let me make you the director. See, your praise causes God to move. Ooh, hallelujah. So stop. I was, I don't know if I'm going to take, no, get it and praise him like crazy. He says this, he says this, he says, so for by faith or trust, trust, reliance, the men of old, second verse, had a divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report by faith or trust in God. The men of old, the women of old, those that were trusting God had divine testimony born to them. Why do I have a testimony? 
because miracles happen. So when I'm testifying of his goodness, I'm testifying of what God has done. I'm praising him for what he has done. Now, all of that is by faith. It's not going to happen if we do not have assurance in who he is. On the other side of this door here at our church, before we come out on stage, all of the staff members go and we meet in a room and we pray. And it's actually the room is getting too small because the staff is growing. But on the door, it says this. It, says, it talks about this. When we go through these doors, it is never about us, but about the praises that we bring to Jesus. My life and how I live it out is in accordance to my faith. Show me somebody that's already always down. They ain't got no faith. Show me someone that's always complaining. No faith. Show me someone that's always irritated. No faith. Because listen, listen, I trust God so much that whatever's not in alignment, God will put it in alignment. God will make it happen. So show me somebody that's always ready to fight. I'm showing you somebody that has no faith. Faith is what moves mountains. The Bible said if you have faith the size of the grain of a mustard seed. You can speak to the mountain and it will be moved. So I don't have to get mad. I just have to have faith because faith will move whatever's in my way out of the way so that I can receive the divinely given promise. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. God said, if you're going to come to me, you got to come to me with faith. If you will come, come with faith. Don't come with opinion, come with faith. Don't come with irritation, come with faith. Don't, even when I'm agitated, I lay down the agitation and I come with faith. Woo, God, whatever. And, and I never say, hey, God, you need to do this. God, whatever is for me, do it. Right. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. God, move by your spirit. God, move by your spirit, not by my spirit, but by your spirit. God, hallelujah, whatever you need to get done, get done. Let me tell you, I was, I was standing on this stage about uh, 14 years ago, maybe, maybe a little closer to 14, and there was a man standing, sitting right there in a wheelchair, and he had one leg. And I was preaching here long before I became the senior pastor here. I was preaching here at a revival. And the man was sitting right there. And I had so much confidence in God. Anybody have confidence in God like I have confidence in God? There is nothing that he can't do, right? He can can do it all. He was sitting there in his wheelchair. And the power of God was moving. And my eyes just stayed on him. I was looking at nobody else. I was looking at him. I would glance away and I would look back at him. And I began to have this conversation with God. I said, God... You can heal him right now. You can grow his leg right now. God, you can, you can literally grow his leg. You can, because you can do anything. God, you can do it. And I felt like God was saying, yeah, I can. But this church wouldn't be able to handle it. I was like, what do you, what do you mean we can't handle it? You can't even get greeters to the door right now. Can you imagine if I healed somebody like that and there's a line down the street of people coming that were injured and maimed and all that and trying to get in here to get healed? You can't even get greeters and there's no miracles. 
People are agitated about serving and there's nothing going on. Can you imagine if I begin to perform miracles like I, like you're asking me to perform? There wouldn't be room in here. Somebody going to get mad that their seat is taken. Somebody's going to get mad about something. He said, he said, when the church starts operating in faith and stop operating in program and agenda, when the focus is about me, when it's pointed back at me, when I'm the object of worship, when I'm the object of praise, when you're coming in and you were glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. When you enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into his courts, when it's about me, then I'll perform miracles that you never imagined. But right now you ain't ready. And it broke my heart that we're not ready. Why? Because somebody needs that miracle. Somebody in my family needs that miracle. Somebody in your family needs that miracle. You and I need that miracle. And if we're in the way of the miracle, I told God, move me out the way. It ain't about me. It ain't about title. It ain't about nothing. Just call me Tim. Oh, wait, wait a minute. They need to call you Pastor Tim. No, listen. When I was born, God gave me my name, Timothy. Later in life, he gave me the gift of pastor. I'm Timothy, and that name means honoring God. If you think you're honoring me by calling me Pastor Tim, but then turn around and talk about me, just call me Tim. Just call me Tim. I'm not offended if you call me Tim. If you really want to get deep, call me Timothy. But don't call me Timmy. Real quick, real quick. Go to James 2. I didn't give them this, so they may have a a minute to get this. James 2. I want to talk about dynamic faith for the next few minutes before I close. Dynamic faith is this. It's faith that has progress. It's faith that has progress. What you were able to do when you first came to Christ should not be the same thing you're able to do now that you've been in Christ. If you're still lifting the same kind of weights and that's the limit, then you're not progressing. Dynamic faith causes us to to have progress, movement, works that are in alignment to the divinely given things of God. If I'm still being irritated and agitated like I was when I first got saved, something's wrong. I'm going through the motions. I close with the look at this. I love walking into places where people are always like, oh, I don't know. It's so much going. I like walking in with the authority of Jesus. And I stand there. And I know those demonic and evil spirits are just like, I'm arrested. I want to act up, but I can't right now because someone's in here that'll rebuke the devil. I'll never talk about, oh, you know, we got to fix this at the church. No, I like to go stand right next to the devil. Just go, just. 
And I'm not ashamed. I'll be right here. Praise and I don't even listen. I have confidence in what's given and the power of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Sometimes if it's a guy, I'll just squeeze a little bit, just like in the name of Jesus. Because the Tim is saying, act up if you want to. But I believe in the power of God. I believe in the authority that I carry, that I can stand right here. And what, because I see Susan as an example. Cleo, I see her as a child of God. I see her as someone who God loves. And what she's going through, I see as baggage that God wants to release out of her life. Stop as Christians. We need to stop running from those who have the baggage that's ugly and needs healing. We bring the healing. We bring the deliverance. I like showing up to those kind of parties. Why? Because I want the authority of God to trump the authority that the enemy thinks he has. And as if he saved a wretch like me, if he delivered a wretch like me, he could do the same thing for everybody that I come in contact with. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Dynamic faith. As we dig deeper in this thing, we're going to be stretched. We're going to be pulled. We're going to be changed. And we're going to operate in that faith rather than our opinions and our ideas. Because how many can agree with me? The world needs a savior right now. Yes, sir. And the church, we're primed for the revival. This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship. You're invited to worship with them at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 10 a.m. For other service times and more information, see New Hope Christian Fellowship online at nhcfonline.org. That's nhcfonline.org. Join us next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.